where does yesterday's future, which is already here, meet today's future, which is about to happen, and tomorrow's future, which could be just minutes away? Welcome to Technology Revolution, the future of now, where host Bonnie D. Graham asks savvy futurists for their predictions about the tech-driven trends that are shaping our future right now. Here's your host, who will take us into the future of now, Bonnie D. Graham. (laughs) Welcome, 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 welcome. I love that intro so much in the new music. This is our brand new series, Technology Revolution, the future of now. And I have got such a hot topic for you today. I know you're going to stay glued to however you're listening to us. We're talking about the high-tech touchdown fan-controlled football, blockchain, and the future of sports. If that isn't a pack title, I don't know what is. Let me tell you a little bit about where we're coming from, and then I will introduce our four phenomenal guests. You're you're just going to learn so much, and it might change your entire perspective on sports by the time we're even 10 minutes into the show. So I'm going to quote a a writer named Darren Heitner who wrote in Forbes Sports Money. That's right. There's a column called Sports Money on Forbes in 2017. Let me just read a little bit. He said, Soon there will be an entire American football league built on the premise that fans should be able to choose the players and coaches that make up each of the eight inaugural teams and even pick the team's offensive plays. The innovative league is based on the belief that fans will enjoy a product that feels more like a video game than a traditional football watching experience. OMG. That's what we're going to be talking about today. I'm going to introduce my panel and we're based basically going to be meeting fan-controlled football league, some of the co-founders, some of the principals, and people involved in that part of sports. So let me just tell you who we've got, and then I'll hear from them. First up, Ray Austin, then Jason Chilton, then Andy Dolish, and then Karsten Winsness. So Ray, La- Ray Austin, welcome. You're the one who helped me put this topic together. We're thrilled to have you. Ray, tell everybody who you are and how you got involved with FCFL. Please. Um, guys, hello, hello, hello. I apologize for my, my, uh, very white Lou Ross voice. Uh, <laughs> I got a little sick <laughs> last night and, uh, but I'm not going to let it go to waste. I'm going to have an awesome show and then I'm going to the studio because I cannot waste this greatness. Uh, <clears throat> I am one of the co-founders of the FCFL. We are the Fan Control Football League. Uh, just a little bit about myself, a former NFL player, played in the NFL for five years. And now the uh, co-founder of the SCFF, we are creating sports football for the digital audience. When I grew up back in the day, football was a little different. Sports was a little different. You had to sit in that stadium with your dad, with your Coke, with your hot dog, and watch every play and watch it the way it was played. Now, instead of just sitting there screaming at the TV and telling that coach, (laughs) And call, calling that coach whatever name you want to call him, now you're going to put, be put in that position to make those decisions. We are creating an eight-team league in Las Vegas where the fans will have complete control. They will pick the rosters. They will pick the coaches. They will uh, ultimately call the plays in real time against other fans all around the country. Thank you, Ray. Very exciting. I'm not much of a football fan, but I think after speaking with the four of you today, I'm going to be finding myself very involved in FCFL. Very, very happy to meet you. We're going to learn so much from you, and you sound great, Ray. You sound really, really great. Love the enthusiasm. Keep it up. Let's move around the table slightly to Jason Chilton, who is the Director of Football Technology for the FCFL, and we're going to focus on technology. Jason, please introduce yourself. Well, hi, Bonnie. I'm uh, really excited to be here as well. Uh, Jason Shelton, uh, Director of Football Technology for the FCFL, and I had gotten involved uh, with this group. It was back in 2016 when things were just starting out, and a friend of mine in the Bay Area who seemed to always have his finger on the pulse of, you know, kind of cool new happenings in both sports and technology uh, rang me up one day. I had been uh, in private equity and then another sports-related startup. He said, would you like to talk to some people who are buying their own uh, football team in the Indoor Football League and letting fans run it? I said, yes, yes, I would. <laughs> so I had originally talked to uh, the founders about doing some 
football analytics type of work to help mm-hmm. out the team. And then uh, this team was the Salt Lake Screaming Eagles who played in the IFL in 2017. They were essentially the uh, kind of the beta test, if you will, for the ultimate fan-controlled football league concept that we're rolling out now. But uh, ended up diving in, have done a little bit of everything throughout the throughout the project. But I'm just really excited about the potential first of you know, getting fans engaged and excited about the game because they're able to make the decisions finally that will impact their team after years or decades for some of just screaming at the screen and saying, why is my <laughs> offensive coordinator or head coach or general manager so dumb? They'll be able to show how <laughs> smart they are. And also really excited about the potential of technology to both bring people deeper into the game, give them a better understanding, and just make it an overall more engaging experience. I love Bobby, it. The J- whole Jason, Jason, yeah. Jason is, is yeah. underselling himself. He is the rain man of this whole crew, <laughs> and uh, he became uh, Bobby Brown when we uh, when we needed him. But he's a great example of what what we're talking about. He's a data analytic guy, but at the uh, during the, the 2017 season with the Screaming Eagles, he was actually assistant defensive back coach with me, and we were able to learn from each other. I was able to learn data analytics. He was able to learn sports and, and football, so it was a, it really showed us that we really could be successful in doing what we were trying to do. Well, that's very exciting to me. I come from a technology background, not a sports background, obviously. And and the fact that, Jason, we're marrying the fan involvement with technology and with the, the sports expertise of somebody like Ray in football is, to me, it just sounds like magic. And we're going to talk about that as we go on with the show. So pleasure to have you both. Now let's get to introducing our two other guests. We have Andy Dolish. Andy is a true sports business pioneer. So let's bring in the business component. Andy, please introduce yourself. Thank you, Bonnie, and it's an honor uh, to be on your show. Talk about Thank pioneers. You. I think I was on a covered wagon when I started in sports in <laughs> 1971. So I've been in this business uh, as an executive with teams in the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball, and the NFL, and there aren't many people that have done that. I've also worked in pro soccer. I'm the technological troglodyte who is the chief operating officer of the FCFL. And -hmm. essentially, that means I've got some gray hair. I've been through the operational wars. Ultimately, this is about monetization. And it's a great group of people that have been put together here to really create something that I call ICE, Immersive Competitive Entertainment. We've all heard about VR, AI, AR, Yes. Well, we're going to that sort of Wizard of Oz moment where people say, pay no attention to the man behind the screen. Well, we're going behind the screen and giving fans the opportunity to be completely immersed in FCFL. Andy. And everybody, uh, it's so great to have uh, yep. granddads on, on staff because they keep us all in line. <laughs> Well, I'm a grandma, so so we can go there. It's okay. I think Andy and I probably have a lot of the same cultural memories from back in the day. But, Andy, I really don't remember the covered wagon. I'm not sure. So we'll have to talk about that later. Thank you very much. Um, and, and, Andy, we're going to learn so much from you as well. Love the business aspect. And thank you for the very, very colorful description of your background. And rounding out the panel is Karsten Wisness. Karsten, COO at Strive Tech. Karsten, tell us what you do. What is Strive Tech and what's your involvement with uh, the fan-controlled sports? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, good morning. Um, we're uh, smart, uh, Strive Tech is a smart clothing company. We've worked uh, with, uh, the last, for the last three years with the NBA, the NFL, and some other folks to figure out how we get these you know, high-tech techno- uh, sensors into clothes in which they can actually wear during normal activities, so training and games, et cetera. And so... We're, uh, we're very happy to be along for the ride and help the FCFL bring, uh, you know, collect that data in the natural environment, but also bring that into the, the engaging experiences that they're going to have throughout uh, the training week, the game, and all sorts of other uh, content we'll generate after the fact. 
Thank you very much. Ray Austin, I have to thank you for putting together this panel. I'm very impressed already. We've got you with your sports background. We've got Jason with his tech background. We've got Andy with the business background. And we've got Karsten with the sensor-enabled data in the clothing and in the equipment. And I I couldn't ask for a better set of competencies and of skills. So thank you very much, Ray. You're my my hero on and off the field. So now it's time in the show when we talk about an interesting quote I asked each of my panelists to send me that has technically nothing to do with sports and see how they can relate it to what's happening in what we're talking about today, fan-controlled football and the future of sports. So Ray Austin has sent us a quote. Ray, I have to tell you, it's the 20th anniversary of The Matrix. You are the sixth panelist I've had in four weeks who has quoted something from The Matrix. And I I never saw the movie, but I I think the handwriting is on the wall. Bonnie, see the oh damn movie God. already. Come if, on. I'm getting the message. So here's the quote. He, he's selected a quote from Morpheus is talking to Neo. Anybody like me who hasn't seen it? 1999 sci-fi film. A computer programmer named Thomas Anderson. Hacker alias Neo uncovers the truth. He is drawn into a rebellion against the machines with other people freed from the Matrix. You want more? Go look for it. It grossed $460 million, won four Academy Awards, a bunch of others, and it was added to the National Film Registry for Preservation in 2012. Here's the quote from Morpheus to Neo. Don't think you are. No, you are. Ray, briefly tell us, how in the world does this relate to fan-controlled sports, please? Well, I'll start with for, my, for myself first. Uh, that is, I, I kind of live by that mantra, so I think when I heard it, it like hit me deeply. It's, you know, being a, being a person that wanted to go to the NFL and, and, and then becoming an actor and, and, and then now jumping into something completely uh, uh, ridiculously crazy and probably the, the, the future of sports. I, you have to have a mindset of, I know I can do this. You already have put yourself in that position. You've already said, I, I see myself in that helmet. I see myself in that TV uh, film and that show. And I, I, we saw ourselves on the field when we saw fans calling plays. And that is kind of what, what it is that we're, we're doing. It, we have, what we have is some type of a, it's an escapism. Um, if I was, I had a great conversation last week with uh, Hall of Famer Mike Michael Singletary. I had a chance to interview him, and we were talking about sports and now, and the, mm-hmm. you know the difference between the fan then and the fan now. And he said, "There's a big gap there." You know, when we grew up playing football, football, you had to watch every play. There was no replay. There was no pause. There was no, you know, I can go back and watch that later. You had to be focused on what was going on at the field at, the, at, at all times. Now, that's different. Kids now are sitting in front of their, their TV. They've got multiple things streaming, multiple things going on. So there is a separation. But how can you get the old fan and the new fan in the same place? And, and I can create some type of escapism. When and he said one of the greatest things I've ever heard, man, I knew I was playing for the fans when I would see them wear my jersey. When they saw that, when they had that fifty-two number on and they were screaming my name, that was the time where Chicago just escaped from the cold. They escaped from divorce. They escaped from their jobs, and they were they were Michael Singletary at that time. And when he said that, I thought that was the best statement. And, and of, of what we are doing. We want to put our fans in absolute every way in a sporting, business, marketing, executive position so they can experience the things that we've experienced in, in, in our day. I would love for a fan. I, one of the best things that we had was when a fan, a, a little kid, he called the touchdown of one of our games. And after the game, the, 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 the player that caught the touchdown high-fived the, the, the kid and said, thanks for calling that play. You have now put fans into places that the big, the major four uh, uh, leagues have never been able to do, and I think that's what I what makes me excited about the Fed Control Football League. Thank you very much. Wonderful quote. We really appreciate it. Let's move on to Jason. Jason has sent us a quote. And uh, from the movie Inception, a 2010, this is movie day, everybody, if, in case you want to know, all the quotes are from movies, I think. Tom Hardy in Inception, a 2010 psychological action film, and his character is Eames. And here's the quote. I love this one, Jason. You mustn't be afraid to dream a little bigger, darling. Jason, what are we talking about? Uh, first of all, it's a great Tom Hardy. I'm, I'm very impressed. But uh, 
The if, if you haven't seen Inception, it's uh, it's a lot to describe very briefly. But basically, there's this group of people that are able to go inside people's dreams, and they're trying to convince someone to do something. And in the midst of being inside their dreams, you create this whole landscape. But then the person's subconscious like takes the form of soldiers or police or whatever that come and and shoot at you and try realizing that oh, there's something something wrong here. So the people in there end up in a gunfight with them, a guy's shooting a little pistol at them, and then one of the more experienced uh, kind of dream hackers, Tom Hardy, gives that line and just suddenly has a big grenade launcher and starts shooting back at them. And it was literally he had one because he imagined he had one. And you know, I, I love that movie, but love the quote for just encapsulating the notion that you are really ultimately only limited by your imagination. And, you know, technology is not, or at least not yet, a totally magic wand where every single thing can just immediately leap into being. But, you know, just the story of being, you know, being involved with these guys and, and gals in this company, you know, hearing this idea of, wow, they're going to let the fans be in control of a team up to now where we're about to launch this, you know, this amazing league. It was, you know, the the imagination and kind of the inception of, of four different founders coming at it from four different angles. But, you know, seeing this thing about to come to life has been, you know, really inspirational and, you know, just kind of continues to encourage me in thinking about all the ways that we can, you know, deploy and, and leverage technology. You know, don't don't be thinking about, oh, here's what somebody else has done. Oh, here, you know, here's something that's kind of a slight offshoot of what already exists. You know, try to think as big and imagine as as big as possible and just kind of see what what kind of crazy things we can ultimately uh, bring into reality. Thank you, Jason. The quote is so iconic to me. You can use it for this series, Technology Revolution, the Future of Now. I think this could be the mantra for my whole series. You mustn't be afraid to dream a little bigger, darling. Thank you, Jason. Love the explanation. And again, very glad to have you here. Let's move over around the table. One more spot, one more seat to Andy Dolish. Andy has sent us a quote from Rollerball, the 1975 film. The year is 2018. Well, my goodness, that was last year. In a futuristic society where corporations have replaced countries. A violent futuristic game known as Rollerball is a recreational sport of the world with teams representing areas. Jonathan E., a player, fights for his personal freedom and threatens the corporate control, played by James Kahn. I saw him once. Uh, he was in a movie called Mickey Blue Eyes, and I was a reporter for the Great Neck Record, Andy, on Great Neck, Long Island, and they sent me to Leonard's, which is a an iconic uh, catering house, and Jimmy Kahn was coming out of the, out of the catering hall and out to the park parking lot, and I said, whoa, you're Jimmy Kahn, and then I went in and reported what they were doing in the film. But anyway, here's the quote from Rollerball that Andy has selected. What is real? How do you define real? If you're talking about what you can feel, what you can smell, okay, what PA announcer says, your attention, please, rules change for tonight's World Chip Championship game. No substitutions, no penalties, and no time limit. Andy, talk to me about this fabulous quote, please. Well, first and foremost, I knew I liked you from the get-go because I'm from Valley Stream, Long Island. (laughs) And you will, maybe on the next show, we'll talk about the geniuses created by Long Island. I think that's that's a show. I would love to. You're invited. We'll do it. Yeah, go ahead. Anyway, uh, this movie, not the remake, which was not good at all, but this movie basically talked, as you said, about corporate ownership of sports on a global basis and simply said of what you've heard already, this FCFL now gives the fans the opportunity and they are the real shareholders. They're the stockholders. And as tickets are going up every day in a nanosecond change, fans want more input. They don't just want to be spectators. They want to be in the game. So rollerball is one of my all-time favorites, and I love a situation where somebody goes, okay, no BS, no substitutions, no penalties, no time limit. We're the corporate entity. We'll decide. Well, you know what? No, that's not happening. We're flipping, uh, and now the fans can make those decisions. 
How how amazing. Andy, you and I do go back. I, I admit to being a boomer. I'm not going to say what part of that demographic cohort, although I think you and I could have a long talk about that. No, I still am not going to admit to being in a covered wagon, and you can you can have that memory if you want. Uh, but how amazing is this for, for boomers who may be listening or for people listening and going back to their parents or their grandparents and saying, Hey, you don't don't have to watch sports. I think Jason said and yell at the screen. Ray said that and say, "How dumb is that coach or how dumb is that quarterback?" You could say, "I have a part in controlling this." Is this beyond beyond imagination, Andy? For older fans, is this something that they may never have dreamed of? They never wanted, but now they're going to say, "Yes, count me in." What's your quick thought on that, Bonnie? Bonnie, if we ever get to the point that anything is beyond imagination, then it's over for us. Um, Elon Musk Tesla is flying through space as we speak at 7,322 miles an hour, and it's probably going to end up at a ballpark on the moon. So, and you'll be able to plug it in when it gets there. Um, And just think about the lack of a carbon footprint that's being created. So, no, I mean, imagination is what makes the world go. And if you've seen the growth of sport, uh, where people were wearing fedoras and ties and jackets to ball games, to how they're dressed now and the multiple digital touch points that people have all over the world and the celebration, hopefully, of the U.S. women's team winning the World Cup in another week or two. Yes. Those are the changes, and they're coming at us like a tidal wave. Yes, thank you very much. I love your comment about if we stop imagining. Absolutely true. I sit corrected. Let's go one more stop around the table to Karsten Winsness. And Karsten has sent us another movie quote. You four have got to be... I'm sorry, I'm all choked up here. My favorite panel because you brought me such amazing movie quotes. Carson has picked a quote from Dr. Emmett Brown, played by the one and only Christopher Lloyd in Back to the Future, a 1985 action and adventure. It had so many, listen to this, it falls into action and adventure, comedy, science fiction, and fantasy. Those are the genres. In this 1980 sci-fi classic, small-town California team Marty McFly, played by the one and only Michael J. Fox, is thrown back into the 1950s when an experiment by his eccentric scientist friend, Doc Brown, played by Christopher Lloyd, goes awry. Here's the quote. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. Karsten, please tell me about how you picked this quote and how does it relate to our fan-controlled football topic. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, as soon as I saw it, it jumped off the page. I think it it, uh, speaks to uh, decades of kind of what I've been going through and uh, certainly what the fan-controlled football league is doing here, trying to you know, piggyback on dreaming, you know, we're, we're getting into new frontiers and we shouldn't have to think about, you know, we don't need to uh, fall back on traditional methods uh, in, in new, uh, new experiences. So we have uh, a blank canvas here uh, in terms of how we engage fans and present, you know, data, experience, you know, health and wellness on the athletes, all sorts of things uh, across the, the league is uh, kind of open to, to, uh, you know, take, staying curious and, and uh, you know, open to us to, to make uh, how, how we want to make it. So we don't have to fall back on, on old ways, and we can always remember that, you know, the future is ours to make, and, and we should make it the way we want to want to see it. I love it. Thank you very much. Great, great, great quotes. Ray, you, you picked a great panel. You know what? We're not going to take a break. I get to say that because I'm the, I'm the, uh, what we call, I'm the coach. I'm the, I'm the, on the, I'm the referee for this game today. You're the head coach, Bonnie. You, you run it. That's it. That's it. So we're going to go right into the predictions. Just in case you're just tuning in, this is our brand new show called Technology Revolution, the future of now radio. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. I have a long history of being a uh, moderator host producer with World Talk Radio VoiceAmerica.com. I have 43 Game Changers business series and I recently got together and noodled a new concept with the one and only Ryan Treasure, VP at World Talk Radio, and Jeff Spinard, the CEO. We said, let's do something that's so future-focused, so exciting, so edgy that we will reach a bigger and bigger audience around the world. So this is episode number four. In case you're just tuning in, it's we're live on Wednesday, June 26th. If we really, my goodness, summer is here, and we're almost into July. The fourth weekend is fourth holiday is next week, and the year is just barreling ahead. Today, we're talking about high-tech touchdown. Yay! Fan-controlled football, 
technology, blockchain, and the future of sports. I have a phenomenal panel. We've got Ray Austin from Fan Control Football League, as well as his colleague Jason Chilton. We have Andy Dolish from Dolish and Associates, and we have Karsten Wisness from Strive Tech. So we've just covered who they are and what their favorite movie quotes are related to the concept of fan-controlled football and the future of sports. And now we're going to get to the part of the show where we talk about their predictions. So I think in the interest of time, I'm going to pick two predictions from each of you and have you just let's make it almost a lightning round I'll take two predictions from Ray and then two from Jason two from Andy and two from Karsten and if we have time we'll go through more and tell us what this prediction means to our listeners around the world so Ray Austin number one fan prediction is fans rule the world tell me why is this your prediction and when will this happen Ray what do you mean when does this happen it's already happening it's called there you go Okay, so I, I, talk I, to me. I, I chose I chose that with the fans rule the world. That's a, that's an that's an old Nas and Lauren Hill song. I rule the world. Remember that, Bonnie? Yes. Um, okay, uh, <laughs> but no, that's that's exactly what I mean. This, we're, we're not just talking about fan control football. This is a proof of proof concept. We are talking about fan control sports. Football is a American sport, and, and, and they have been trying to get over overseas for, for years. We were able to do that in one year. And think about all the other sports that we can actually jump into. Uh, when I, 2000 and back in the day, 2015, when I was in Chicago, when I actually came up with uh, my idea of this, I developed a mobile app to allow people to call plays. Well, I went to a semi-pro football game, and I... I Literally told each team, I said, hey, guys, do you mind running some plays for me? They said, sure. I took the phone number of the coach, went up into the stadium, and started to call plays. I literally texted him, run a sweep, run up the action pass. And then I realized that I was sitting in the stand and on a semi-pro football team, I could run plays. I, that, that then matured into me saying, you know what? Hey, let's do this in sport and bars. Because usually when guys are cussing at the TV, this would be a great place for it. Then I got home and sat on the couch and was like, man, the New York Jets are stinking today. I'm, now I'm at home doing it. And then I get into my car and then my notifications goes off and says that the Chicago Bears just cut Jay Cutler and I was so happy. It then showed me that I, had, I was a part of my sporting uh, experience all day long. And most fans are, but the only thing that they're not experiencing is the exact, the actual in-the-game experience. Can I, can I trade that player? Can I fire that coach? I don't like these jerseys. That's, what, that's the future of fan control. I want to rule the world. I want my decisions. I want my opinions to be heard in every sporting experience in the world. So. Thank you, Ray. Let's go to your prediction headline number two. This is an interesting one. You're doing a new take on no, the no, word no, reality. No, I, you say... Yep, yeah. go ahead. Is that, oh, yeah, let's do that one. Let's do that one. I like that one. I like that one. Creality, C-R-E-A-L-I-T-Y TV. Creality TV will dominate the Internet. Ray, what is Creality TV? Or was it meant to be R-E reality TV? Tell me how to spell it. Nope. As soon as I get off the phone, I'm actually going to go trademark that. because I, I think you should. That is, the, that, is, that is the new era of us, you know, of how we live our lives. It's, we have a way to create TV. I think, I think uh, sponsors and partners are going to start now uh, paying attention to more real people. I don't even watch linear TV. I don't watch linear TV for news or shows. I usually watch YouTubers and great podcasters like Bonnie Graham, and, and, and that's how I get all my information. And, 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 and honestly, we have a camera of Mike and a, a video camera on us all day long, and, and we're able to have our own production company. I think the, the future is watching real people be, do real things. I mean, I get a chance every day for 30 seconds to be like Jay-Z and Beyonce with my wife. So we put videos together all day long, and it's <laughs> awesome. And I, I think that is the future of where we're going Thank you very much. I, Ray, I just love the enthusiasm, the energy in your voice. That's what we look for on the radio, and thank you so much. Let's move around the table to hey, your Bonnie, colleague. Ja- Bonnie, before yes. you go to Jason, can I yes. just, you know that Ray is a shy person, so I just, <laughs> he wouldn't say this. I just want to say that Ray's album, Greatest Roots from the FCFL, drops on July 15th, so uh, thank keep you. your head up for that one. <laughs> 
<laughs> we certainly will. Creality TV, I love that. We're creating everything. This is beyond, Andy, this is beyond wildest dreams and the imagination of so many people to be able to do this. But let me, we'll get to you in a minute. Jason Chilton has sent me some predictions. Let's see which ones we, you know what, Jason, I'm going to go to number two here. Analytics, key to boosting sports performance. Let's get into the tech side, which is your your wheelhouse, your bailiwick. So, Jason, what does this mean? Analytics are the key to boosting sports performance. Go ahead, Jason Chilton. Well, absolutely. There is so much data being collected and capable of being collected now on all kinds of aspects of athlete performance. And this is something that, uh, you know, Carson certainly could probably talk about uh, even uh, in, in, in greater depth and detail than I can. But one, one specific area that's, that's really interesting to me is football because football is lagging a little bit behind sports like about uh, least you know the NBA the NFL say is lagging behind the NBA and Major League Baseball in terms of what I guess I'd call the the analytics revolution the data has been collected uh, you know for a longer amount of time and just analyzing it and understanding the game and how to get competitive insights from it has been kind of further advanced along in those two sports. It's starting to come to the NFL because, you know, so much of what happens on a football play is, you know, in a sense predetermined by what the offensive coach called and told the offensive players to do, what the defensive coach called, and, you know, what jobs each one of the, the defenders have. And so there's a lot of, you know, just kind of statistical data on the outcomes of plays that have started to let people understand, well, that this strat- this general strategy may be, you know, a better one to employ for your team than this one. But now that we're actually being able to get into things like player tracking data and understanding play-to-play on a really objective basis, how well did a guy do his job? How well did these two or three players together create a concept that was difficult for the defense to defend, et cetera, as well as, you know, when a certain player is asked to do certain things, objectively how well does he perform and so the ability to start combining those two things the real what they call in football the x's and o's understanding of what the play was and what guys are supposed to do along with you know both their you know how they how they moved and performed and interacted as well as a lot of the the biometric data on things like their heart rate exertion etc like is going to combine to really you know open up uh you know a new world for the the teams that, and you know, hopefully in our in our case with our league, is we can make this data available. The fans who can you know pull the best competitive insights from that that allow you allow mm-hmm. you hopefully to you know pick better players, pick better strategies, and also you know as this data exists, let you tell you know bigger and better and more engaging stories about what's happening, and you know, the fans see. That touchdown happened, but you can really illustrate why and just kind of make the game that much more compelling when you're able to really break it down and and help fans to illustrate and understand really what's going on in the field and why. Thank you, Jason. I'm looking at another quote from you on a prediction. You say, show me the money, data and sports gambling. We could do a whole show just on sports gambling. I know that. But for now, just give us insights into what is this prediction, data and sports gambling. Where Where is it going in the future? Jason? Well, I think, you know, as we've seen over the last uh, year to 18 months, once uh, once the ruling came down that, you know, there's not going to be a blanket nationwide uh, prohibition on sports gambling, you know, various companies, various states, various leagues are all figuring out the best way to approach and attack it while staying on the right side of, you know, whatever the, the jurisdictional uh, legalities may be, but just the fact that there are opportunities now to go so far beyond, you know, your traditional place a bet on the outcome of a game with a point spread. And then at the end you find out if you, if you've won or lost, you have the ability to get in and place bets on what may be happening during a half or a quarter or between individual plays or individual pitches, you know, individual timeouts in basketball. There is, so there's so much, uh, wealth of opportunity, you know, both from a, you know, financial standpoint, because wagering is big business, but it's also such an engagement opportunity. And I don't think any, you know, any league is, you know, out to turn their fans into degenerate gamblers, but 
if people have got, you know, a little bit of action on the game, or even if it's so much as kind of a, a prediction contest to win a prize or just show how much you know, the ability to stay, you know, that engaged from play to play, moment to moment in a game is going to be such a huge component of, you know, keeping that, you know, what I call share of screen and keeping fans' attention on your broadcast, on your stream, on your game, and all of that data that you know, I was just talking about, and I'm sure we'll talk about more, that is now coming out of the game will inform you know, both the people who are deciding how we you know, set a line or set a prop bet, but also the, you know, the, the, savvy, the savvy wagers will have a whole lot of information at their fingertips to help them make good decisions. So you know, being able to, to use data both to enable new, you know, new types of wagers and new opportunities, as well as to help people make decisions on, you know, which choice is the right one is going to be such a big component of, of sports, I think, going forward and just creating and deepening that, you know, that level of engagement and investment with, with, for fans of what's going on. Thank you, Jason. Very interesting. Andy Dulles, I've got two predictions out of your list we want to talk about. Number one, well, let's keep it on the tech side. R-E-D, you know, Andy, I'm a redhead. So when you abbreviated robotic no, enhanced, yeah, robotic enhanced devices, and you called it reds. I said, we got to talk about this one. Our reds will create problems for a league's robotic enhanced devices. What in the world are we talking about? Well, it used to be reds and greenies were amphetamines in baseball. <laughs> and okay. all sports deal, deal with PEDs, right? Performance enhancing drugs. Uh, the NBA is dealing with lots of players smoking weed, and, and they accept it. But if we go into the future, which is what we're talking about, there's a lot of people walking around this country that have artificial knees, arms, hips, etc. But what's going to happen when some pitcher blows out his arm, and instead of having Tommy John surgery, has the futuristic snap elbow which gives him the ability to throw a 150-mile-an-hour fastball. What are leagues going to do? Or when there's a running back who has the ability to run the 40 in 2-2, what are leagues going to do? Now, it might seem way futuristic and crazy, but if you just think of the... Uh, and Ray, Ray has, has been banged around as a pro football player and how long it used to take players to return from injury and now how that's cut down, I believe that, that professional sports is going to have to deal with robotic enhanced devices where instead of an NBA player having a 38-inch vertical, he has a 72-inch vertical, which is mm. going to be pretty hilarious. Okay, we'll, we'll stop with hilarious there. I have one more prediction for you, Karsten. I'm going to get to you. Don't worry. We're getting around the table here. Andy says, virtual season tickets, VSTs, will become another opportunity for teams to generate new revenue. Talk to me, Andy. What is a VST? Yeah, this is one I own. Uh, we started this a few years ago. Think about all of the major sports events that live audiences are at. And let's just pick the Women's World Cup final in France. A lot of us aren't going to be able to hop on our private jets and go see the final. We're not? And you can watch it on TV. <laughs> People will say, well, that's easy. You could watch it on TV. But it's not just that. It's the entire environment. What's happening in the bar before the game? I want to be at the celebration after the game. I want to see part of Paris. I want to see what that stadium is like. What kind of food do they have? And the VST, through virtual reality, augmented reality, AI, and ICE, what we've talked about, immersive, immersive competitive entertainment, will now give fans the ability to create their own. And if I'm in Beijing, Brooklyn, or any other place, I can be at that event, and it's a total new, non-cannibalizing monetary opportunity for teams. Thank you very much. Very interesting. And I think we've got two from you. So now let's move along the table to Karsten Winsness at Where Strive. Strive Tech and Karsten, let's go with your first one. This is this is your wheelhouse. Athletic wearable data. Athlete wearable data. Can and will make the game safer, more competitive and more fun to watch. Let's talk about the safer part. Karsten, what do we got? Yeah, so, you know, the game, there's stress as part of the game. It's part of every element of the game. It's what makes it fun. It, it you know, it, it brings in the emotional component of it. 
you know, we watch the NBA Finals, we do all this stuff, and it's it's part of the, the experience of what we love about sports. Uh, but with uh, some of this new technology that we're bringing on board and some other uh, kind of stuff they do in the labs and whatnot, you know, we're, we're finally, over the last 15 years or so, um, you know, being able to manage the stress in a way that helps uh, prolong uh, athletes, um, you know, on the field itself, uh, but also kind of manage the, the high-stress events that can, can uh, cause kind of long-term harm. And, you know, when, when you lose a player, for example, you lose the fans that are uh, behind that player and all that stuff. So, it's you know, it, it's a lose-lose when things like that happen. And so uh, the more data we have around an individual, uh, the more uh, we can we can help him uh, or her um, uh, mm-hmm. go through that stress experience without a without a, a negative uh, co- uh, consequence. Thank you. And prediction number two from you, Karsten. This is an interesting one. Fans will engage their favorite teams and athletes beyond game day. What do you have in mind for this one? Yeah, you know, a lot of what we do is, you know, we, we turn on the TV on Sunday and then the game's over. We, you know, as yep. Andy said, we go to the bar, we celebrate and, uh, you know, either a win or a loss, whatever it is. And then we, we turn it back on on Sunday, uh, the next Sunday. And that's kind of how we engage. And, you know, with Twitter and some of these other, other uh, advents over the last five or ten years, we're getting we're getting there, but we're not. You know, we've got a lot of ways to go. And I think that CFL is going to bring a, kind of a two-way engagement that we've never seen before. Um, you know, we have this uh, VR, AR, virtual season tickets um, that are, allow us to kind of get places without, uh, you know, those private jets and whatnot and the time it, it, it takes to, to get there and back. Um, and then even during the week, you know, a training regimen or, uh, you know, all these things that athletes want to bring their fans into their life and, and build their personal brand and give them, you know, all the, um, you know, the nuggets that they, they go through and that experience, it's, it's going to become available uh, slowly but surely. Thank you very much. We've covered two from each of you. I'm going to go around the table and just, let's see, we've got, oh, we've got about 12 minutes left till the end of the show, which is plenty of time. So, Ray Austin, you put together this amazing panel for me, and I'm very grateful to you. Ray, thoughts on some of the predictions from your colleagues on the panel? Anything you want to expand on or talk about? Anything else that's really, really important to you? Jason, I have one picked out for you, so I'll get to you in a second. But, Ray, anything else you want to share about the concept of fan control? What type of audience are you looking for? I mentioned with Andy, I talked about I talked about boomers and who will embrace this concept. Is it for all ages? It, is it for people all over the world? Is it just U.S. focused? Give us a little more of the demographic of your focus, please. And, see, and, and that's great. And I, you know, I was just throwing a joke out there to Andy, you know, uh, because, you know, he's been a, around sports for so many years. But that's, that's exactly what we're trying to do. I think I think I think sports alone uh, in the major sports, I think they're all trying to figure out this new generation. How do, how do we impact this new generation? Back in the day, again, like I said, we didn't have all the other distractions during a sporting event. And, and this generation understands that that's how they watch TV. They watch TV multitasking. They, we sat down and watched the game. They sit down and watch, tweet, give decisions, opinions, and, and even probably editing it or, or sending out something at the same time. So that's the type of generation. We, we want to, we you know, bridge that, that, that gap. And I think the education, which I've learned a lot from Andy uh, in, the, in the business side of this, and then there's the mm-hmm. sporting side, and then there's the, 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 uh, the entertainment side. And if you think about sports, sports is an international, everyone loves sports. There's, yes. there's, a, there's an emotion to sports, and I think that's what we want to engage in, and that's what we want to capture. To, to, to go back a little bit, for a little, uh, we had a little situation with our Screaming Eagles, which was our first controlled football team that we had in the uh, indoor football league. Uh, a, a gentleman that was played for the Dallas Cowboys, he got kicked out of the league, and uh, he wanted to uh, the NFL, and he wanted to kind of resurrect his career. Well, they reached out to us because we were getting a ton of uh, um, exposure. He said, you know what, let me try to jump on that team to get my exposure back. Well, our, we, we didn't know what to do. We didn't say, you know, he came at a, at a tough uh, background. We didn't know if that's, that's what we wanted to get involved in. But we said, you know what, let's let our fans make that decision. And it was probably one of the most frightening things that we'd ever done. But bottom line, 51% of the fans decided not to have him on the team. So if you mm. think about that, 
That is an wow. executive decision that MLB, NFL teams make on a daily basis. What if my running back gets a DUI? What if my power forward gets into a domestic yeah. violence situation? The fans never have any say of that. But now when you put your fans ultimately inside, right inside of the organization, they can make those, those decisions. And the, the one of the things that I love that, Carson said that I wish that I had back in the, you know, when I played is that pre, pre-injury uh, 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 product that can actually, you know, help me that, oh, man, I, I, need to, I need to hydrate more because my right hamstring, I pulled a ton of hamstrings in my day, mm-hmm. and, that, and that really, you know, uh, really erupt, abrupted my, my entire career. But I would have, what if I would have had shorts on that could tell me that the yes. trainers that, hey, man, you're working, overworking your left hamstring and something's going to happen. If I had that type of information back then, no, there's no telling how much longer, like, like, like Andy said, there's no, there's no telling how much longer or better or reha- the, 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 the player can be rehabbed, be quicker back on the field if we had that type of technology. So that's what the future is. And we want to use the FCFL as an accelerator for that type of uh, technology like Carson, like some other things that we're looking for, and, and also putting in the technology of this, this generation like blockchain and, 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 and educating not only the old I think we just lost Ray. I think we just lost Ray's voice on the air. You know what? He was in the middle he of some was, very... Oh, he just ran out of the picture. He was just so enthusiastic. Oh, no. Did you? I did. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Ray, I want to make sure we have time. I want to get to... We're almost out of time, and I want to make sure we get to something that... Uh, I want to expand the, the blockchain concept with Jason Chilton for a minute. Jason, you sent me a wonderful article uh, written by James McQuillan, McQuillan on June 19th. It's just, just a couple of weeks ago, a week ago. FCFL, Fan Control Football League, teams up with WAX, W-A-X, to bring football collectibles to blockchain. What is WAX? How did you choose them? We chose them. They had, they had actually uh, approached us as they got an understanding of you know, what we were doing and the way that we were trying to engage fans. And they are essentially a digital item marketplace. And a lot of their their focus up to this point has been on what's called skins in video games. You may be playing you know, some of the popular shooter games, some of the popular esports games that are out there right now. Your character may be able to get different equipment like guns or helmets or armor or whatever it might be and they're able to kind of create their own cool unique look and so and some of those items might be very rare they might signify that you've really accomplished something you know cool in the game and so you know people attach a real value to these and they've basically got a marketplace that lets fans you know buy sell and exchange those and thanks to the the blockchain technology you're able to have a record of the actual transfer of ownership. Like the, there may be only 10 of these cool gold helmets you know, out there in the world or in cyberspace that have ever been created, and it's proven now that, yep, I am the person who owns this. And so you know, we, we've, we've looked at so many different applications of you know, blockchain in sports, you know, blockchain for our league in terms of being able to you know, validate fans' votes because, you know, as Ray talked about the the situation with uh, with that player as, as the fans voted, it was such a close vote. Immediately after that had happened, people started saying, oh, my gosh, no, this, this wasn't legitimate. This was just, this was something you orchestrated for publicity or, you know, during a game when fans were calling plays, they'd say, oh, no, I think this is, this is rigged. Y'all aren't really using our or play calls. So, so part of the appeal there is being able to have kind of a provable record of what the votes were and what happened so that everybody can be very confident that, you know, what we're doing is on the level, but also being able to give fans the chance to earn and win and use digital items throughout the fan experience, whether it's kind of part of their avatar that people can see, whether they can earn something for being like the highest scoring play caller in a game, like they called mm-hmm. the plays that were the most successful in that game. You know, we are really excited about the ability to, kind of bring digital items into that experience. And, you know, we've always looked at ourselves at kind of sitting at the intersection of real sport, you know, traditional sports, fantasy sports, and esports. And a lot of, you know, so much of the, you know, the, the esports and, and video game experience is now around these, you know, virtual items as status symbols, as well as ways to, you know, enhance your experience. 
in a game. And, you know, we're, we're really thrilled to be able to partner with Wax and have, you know, not only an, an engine to help us uh, create and share those, but give fans a way to then, you know, exchange them and acquire the ones that they're most excited about. Thank you very much. We've got, let's see, three and a half minutes left. I'm going to give a 60-second closing remark to Andy Dolish and then to Karsten, and then we will wrap it up. So, Andy, what's your, what are your parting words on fan-controlled sports, technology, business? Quickly, Andy, wrap it up for me, please. First and, first and foremost, Bonnie, fcfl.io for all your listeners that want to find out more about the FCFL, fcfl.io. Um, it's you. all about the driveway to driveway experience, as we were talking about. Fans want to get beyond just the game on the field to the entire lifestyle of the players. Now we're not dealing with cord cutters. We're dealing with cord nevers. I'm a marketer. I'm a revenue generator. My demographic is, is people that eat, which is a fairly large demographic. And I would just say this in closing, Bonnie. Can we talk at some time to bring out Bonnie D, the energy drink of the future? I think <laughs> it would be one of the most incredible sellers out there. Uh, Bonnie D, the energy drink of the future. Oh, you're so sweet. Hey, you, you, you sure, sure a charmer. Karsten, one sentence. Let's, oh, you'll give you two sentences. 60 seconds. Andy, I will be in touch. Don't worry. We will. We, Ryan, Ryan and I at the radio station, we need to talk about this. And Jeff Spinard, the CEO of World Talk Radio. Karsten, what are your closing words? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, just I'm just so excited to see this all come together and see you know the future of sports in a, in a way that you know Ray and his team have, have imagined it. You know, since the day we met him, it's been uh, it's been a pleasure, and we're we're happy to be along for the ride, and uh, we can't wait to to make this happen together. Thank you very much. Ray, I'm going to let you have the final, final closing word. Ray Austin, I am a big fan of yours. You pulled together, with Jason's help, I know, an amazing panel. The word amazing is overused as far as I'm concerned. But I will say you are all savvy, you're energetic, you're very invested in what you do. This is the kind of excitement we're looking for on the future of now. I'm going to make a prediction. Gentlemen, my prediction is that I'm going to invite the four of you back for part two sometime in the fall, and let's see where the progress has been made and what new predictions you're going to make, let's say, by October. You willing? Ray, Jason, Andy, Carson, you want to come back? Join me again with the Bonnie yeah, D Energy Drink? Sounds great. Ray, make a note. Sounds great, Bonnie's from Great Neck. That's money. <laughs> we'll hit up <laughs> Andy, I'm in Durham, North Carolina now. Whole different, whole different environment. Ray, quickly, yeah, one yeah. sentence, Ray. You want to thank thank your panelists for coming, Ray? Why don't you wrap this up for me? I, thank I, your panelists. I, I, I not only want to, I don't know, want to thank the panelists, but this is exactly what it's about. Like I have met some great people being a part of this, and we're going to continue to make great people just like you too, Bonnie. So I, I applaud these guys. I'm learning so much from them, and I'm super excited to work with these guys. Thank you very much. I have a shout out to Aaron Keller, our engineer extraordinaire, who I think is running four shows right now. Talk about fan controlled. It's engineer controlled radio. And of course, my partner in crime, Ryan Treasure, the VP of World Talk Radio Voice America. Thank you, Ryan, for your support putting this together. And I will tell you, we'll be back. We're taking off next week, July 4th week. Everybody, happy July 4th. Be safe. Do whatever you're doing, but don't drive. And you know what? Keep track of those firecrackers. Not in the pockets, not in the shoes. Keep them away from the kids. That's all I'll say. Safety first. We'll be back on July 10th, Wednesday, with a new episode. We're going to talk about AI, artificial intelligence, for business videos, actually for any kind of videos, coolness beyond cute cats. You get the message. Bonnie D. Graham signing off for another live edition. It's been a blast. Thank you, guys. Technology revolution, revolution, the future of now. Go out and make it happen. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for Technology Revolution, the future of now. Mark your calendar to join host Bonnie D. Graham every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel to hear how technology is impacting your future now. Oh